Welcome to the Ear on Washington Retail Podcast, Episode 1, in April of 2019. Washington Retail, based in the capital city of Olympia, will be bringing you these podcasts for listeners interested in retail news and events across our state. We track the industry statewide and nationally in our work promoting bills in the state legislature that can be of help to growing and prospering our industry. I'm Communications Director Jim Szymanski, and I invite you to email me or call me with podcast ideas. My direct line is 360-753-8742. So let's start out with uh, the 2019 session. Overarching almost all the bills that have been introduced this session have been tax bills that we really oppose because of our fear, really, that uh, these additional costs will be burdens on retailers that could endanger some of them, raise prices, and really affect the economy, slow it down. The three in question are a capital gains tax, which we don't have in the state, and our state constitution, by the way, prohibits income taxes. So there is a huge, probably, court battle looming if the legislature approves the capital gains tax because it is thought by many and most to be an income tax, which the state constitution, as I said, prohibits. Another is um, removal of what's called a uh, out-of-state sales tax uh, deferment. Uh, Many people who qualify for a deferment to encourage shopping in Washington state, particularly around our border areas with for example, Oregon, which does not have uh, a sales tax. Uh, They can come here and shop without paying sales tax. The legislature wants to change that, or at least some in the legislature. The Democrat majority in both houses, including the Democratic governor, would like to make that a remittance program in which you would buy something, pay the sales tax, and then apply for a refund. That, we know, will not work for many of the people who know now do not have to pay a sales tax. And so we don't want that to become a remittance program. It would raise funds, but it would discourage sales. Not exactly a good thing for retailers, particularly in border states with lower sales taxes or none in the case of Oregon. And finally, raising the real estate uh, excise tax would be tough on people who perhaps sell commercial property when they want to retire. That would be a, a penalty in our judgment. Uh, to them would raise funds again. But remember, our opposition to this has to do with the fact that state revenues have been climbing anywhere from 2% to 8, 10% rather annually for the past 10 or 12 years since the recession, last recession. And so in the face of that kind of steady increase in revenues, we really oppose these taxes. In a subsequent podcast, um, I'll have more to say on the outcome of our opposition to these taxes. But Bear in mind the uh, context for this conversation is that Democrats are proposing these tax increases. They um, have majorities in both houses of the legislature and in the governor's office. So time will tell what happens with these uh, proposals. Um, Moving on, uh, restrictive, we call restrictive scheduling something that's also being discussed in Olympia this year. Its uh, forerunner is in Seattle. Which, uh, whose city council passed an ordinance sometime back requiring retailers, larger retailers, to schedule their employees two weeks in advance. 
If there are violations of that requirement, they can be fined. And uh, we've been we opposed it there, and we're now opposing it on the state level. There have been some proposals made here as well. Um, our main objection has to do with how this kind of handcuffs to some degree retailers uh, who can then struggle to um, respond and be flexible for surprises, storms, uh, sales. It's tricky. Uh, it doesn't work very well in the retail environment in many cases. And I've done a video with Representative uh, Gina Mossbrucker, who owns a small, several small businesses, as a matter of fact, in the state. And she, in, in that video, explained uh, some of the pit, many pitfalls, actually, of this idea. Uh, I invite you to watch that at our website, WashingtonRetail.org, uh, to find out more about the status of that, that issue. Um, in Seattle specifically, we're following a proposal that has to do with closed captioning. The initial pitch, I should say, or proposal by a hard of hearing uh, advocacy group was that retailers in Seattle who have televisions running, a Best Buy for example, or a similar situation, need to have closed, closed captioning running on every television. Well, when we first heard that, we thought we certainly want to be sensitive to people who can't hear what they're seeing or have to struggle to hear it, but uh, it seems unwieldy to have it on every screen. Uh, and so we proposed a series of amendments that a, a committee of the council so far has agreed with, which essentially would limit the number of screens that would have to be showing closed captioning so that we can be sensitive as well as practical, I suppose, would be the way I'd put it. Uh, so we're following that issue. There is a uh, full city council meeting upcoming where it may be discussed and we will follow up with outcomes in a subsequent podcast as well. I'd also like to invite you to go to our website to see two kind of uh, overarching um, video presentations by two of our chief lobbyists, Mark Johnson and Bruce Beckett. On there you'll see other issues of importance that we've followed in the 2019 session here. And then in follow-up videos, I'll call your attention to the outcomes of some of these issues that they raised. Finally, I'd like to mention something about the state of uh, retail in Washington. It's, it's been quite healthy for the past several years uh, after recovery from the recession. The latest state labor market and economic report inc includes references to the health of Washington State's retail industry the past couple of years. The data is from the Employment Security Department. Um, that tracked changes in various industries over a period of years. Uh, here's a couple of highlights. The retail led 14 industries statewide in percentage gains in wages. Um, the retail wages grew nearly 15 percent from 2016 through 2017, more than double the growth percentage-wise of the information industry, which was second on the list. Growth in annual Taxable retail sales has been pivotal to the state's long recovery from the recession of a decade ago. Since 2013, annual taxable retail sales have grown annually from $115 billion in 2013 to a record $155 billion in 2017. When that updated number for 2018 comes out, we'll be sure to tell you about it. 
Uh, further, online retailers led in the percentage gains in sales from 2016 through 2017 at about 11%. Next in line were building material and garden supply stores at 9%, electronics and appliance stores at just over 8%, and furniture and home furnishing stores at just over 6%. Other retail categories, uh, including stores that sell food, gasoline, autos, clothing, and general merchandise show percentage gain sales, sales gains rather, of between 2% and 6% for the review period. That concludes this episode. For more Washington State Retail news, visit our website at WashingtonRetail.org, which updates daily with news and developments in the retail industry. We're also active on Twitter. You can find us at WaRetail. But until next time, thank you for listening.